from a land where the monsters are cute and cuddly. I'm your host, Gabe Wells, and this is the Saturated Life Podcast. Episode number five, with Justin Hillgrove, a painter of imps and monsters. Well, um, my at, at Emerald City Comic Con, I have a booth, like a ten foot by ten foot booth, um, and I sell my stuff. I, I show off some of my art. Um, in the last two years, I released a comic book uh, that I was working on with my brother, and I share the ten foot by ten foot space with my friend Mike Cap, who's also another artist. And you know, we both sell our shirts and our and our art and everything else. Is the comic book with your brother, is that the Sinja? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, Sinja. How long has that been going on? Well, we we released one book a year for the last two years, um, just uh, bigger than a normal comic book, uh, but slightly smaller than a standard trade paperback, I guess. But uh, I, I kind of took a break from it this year, um, just because there was a lot of other projects going on, and I ran out of time comics take a really long time to yeah to, that's, uh, that's what i was going to ask you because i mean i'm like a, i'm like an amateur artist and i've i've attempted doing comic books with friends but once you start once i started doing that painting was out of the option it was just like comic books are really in, uh, time intensive and um uh, difficult <laughs> you, you take a, yeah, well, a much more appreciation <laughs> for illustrators like wow i don't know how they knock these yeah. things out Especially if you're doing all the parts. Like, you know, my brother was writing. We were going back and forth a little bit with the writing, but my brother was basically writing it. And, you know, I'm figuring out composition and the, doing the penciling and the inking and then the coloring and then mm. laying out the whole book. So doing all the, all of those jobs, it's just, it, it took a long time. It was basically what I did full time for, you know, two and a half months, um, eight to 14 hours a day wow. just to, to get it out in time, which, you know, you can't tell when you, when you pick up a book like that, you have no idea how long it takes. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, were you even able to paint during that time? No, not yeah. at all. Which uh, that's one, one of the reasons that's the other reason I took the time off. We're getting ready for a show at a local gallery here in Seattle called the LTD. Um, and it's a, it's a pop art gallery. And so everything we're doing for it is pop art related. So they're all tributes and parody pieces. Oh, so there's tributes to, to, you know, the Peanuts characters mixed with Evil Dead too. And uh, oh. there's a lot of, I did a lot of Hayao Miyazaki mixed with Where the Loud Things Are. Um, so that's coming out in April. And I, I, we, we wanted to get about 20 to 40 pieces for that show. So there was no way I'd be able to work on the comic <laughs> and do that at the same time. Yeah, is that going to be? Because I, I I've seen one of my one of my favorite pieces of yours is that uh, Peanuts zombie piece with uh, what is his name uh, the main character standing Charlie on top of Brown, Charlie yeah. Brown. Thank, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot Charlie Brown's name. <laughs> He's staying on top of the doghouse with a shotgun and all the other peanut characters. Okay, are, yeah, are that's, zombies. That's the Army of Darkness uh, tribute that, that's going to be in that show. So yeah, he's there with his boomstick and his chainsaw hand, and uh, yeah, it's. It, it was, that was a that was a fun piece. Actually, a couple of years ago, I was invited to the um, Charles Schultz Museum. Okay. Um, to to I, I guess 
do like a painting demo and talk to people. They do an artist in residence thing. And my parents live about 10 minutes from, from the, uh, the museum. So it was a good opportunity just to go down and hang out and, and check it out. So after I got back, I did a, I was watching walking dead and I did a kind of a Charlie Brown walking dead. Um, it's called good grief painting <laughs> and then this this one with the the army of darkness is kind of the follow-up piece to that yeah do you read the walking dead comic books as well no you know i honestly i i don't read that much i used to i used to read a ton when i was younger but now because of my eyes are always busy because i'm always looking yeah <laughs> i'm like painting and stuff so what i do do is i I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Me too. It's so um, much better now. In, the, in the background. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I do read actual paper books occasionally. I, right now I'm reading, uh, I read out loud with my kids. We're reading a uh, book by Diane Wynne Jones. She wrote, um, Howl's, she wrote Howl's Moving Castle and we're reading the companion book to that right okay. now. So, yeah. And you have, you have four kids. Yeah. Four kids and currently a 16 year old, exchange student from Spain also. So basically five kids. Oh, awesome. Does that, uh, does, does right ex- now, do you, does the exchange student mean like he cleans and everything too? Is it like kind of having somebody that helps know, she, out? Uh, she's a 16 year old girl from Spain. It's like having another kid, but we don't uh, get compensated for it. We, she, <laughs> she lives here for almost a year. Um, cause she got here in August and she's leaving in August of last year. And she's leaving at the end of June so that she can finish out the school year. And she'll be going back to Spain. Okay. So. And how old are your kids? But my kids are, my youngest is three. And then they go up to, uh, my oldest is turning 11 uh, oh, okay. this year. So I have two boys and two girls. That's great. I have a, I have a 17 month old son myself. So oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun, but it's like getting, that's what I was going to ask too. Like with four kids. How does that uh, How does that work out with getting... Do you work within the home? Do you create all your artwork I, I at home? Do. do they hang I out my, I have my home studio, which is basically my garage that we've refinished a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of a floor down there and it's painted up nice so I don't feel like I'm sitting in a garage all day. But, you know, honestly, the kids coming out, the kids are homeschooled. Um, oh, wow. Uh, three out of five days a week. They go to school two days a week and they're homeschooled the other three. And them coming out in the garage, it doesn't really really bother me. I like having them around. Um, you know, I'll take a break, and my my daughter likes to shoot, so we'll go out in the in the backyard and shoot the BB guns, or oh, yeah. you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a break and play magic with my eleven year old, or that's awesome. Uh, just play with my uh, three or or seven year old, you know, when they want to do that, so. What age did that become easy? Because at 17 months now, all my son does is grab everything that's around me. So it's a constant policing of like, no, no, don't pick up that brush. No, leave that paint alone. Leave that. When did, what age did you find it easier yeah, to start working you know, with your kids? It, it is tough with the, with the whole art thing until about, I, I'd say like two and a half. But the, the key is just giving, giving them something to do. You know, if they come out here, my three-year-old wants to paint. So I just throw some paint out and some watercolors or something and set her at her own table. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, I can't wait for that to happen. You know, I'm really looking forward I, to I've that. Painted, I've painted before with her in my lap, but, you know, it's tough. So, How much do your, your kids really inspire your artwork, you know, from being around? I imagine just the stories they tell and everything, it would come play out in your type of art. 
they, you know, they, they do. They have great stories. Um, I like it when they look at pieces that are already done, too, and tell me what they think is going on. But they inspire me all the time because kids do stuff that adults would never consider, yeah. you know, just because it's crazy. Or, you know, why would you even think of that? Um, but also just the expressions they make. A lot of my characters, you, they're, they're emoting in some way, you know, either they're annoyed or disappointed or super happy or whatever. And those are all faces I've seen that my, my kids make. <laughs> you make toys as well, right? Yeah, you know, I I did, I, I messed around with making my own resin toys for a little while in conjunction with my friend John um, at Rampage Toys. And then we, I actually worked on a Japanese vinyl toy. It's a big, uh, I don't remember how tall he is. He's, he's a pretty bulky guy. Um, but uh, he he was made in Japan. I just sent the sculpt over there and it was turned into a, a cool Rotocast vinyl toy. Um, and then now I'm working on Plush with, uh, in conjunction with my friend's company, A Crowded Coop. Um, and they're here really close to me in Monroe. And they make all kinds of cool stuff. They they have the Valve license, so they do a lot of stuff for Portal 2. Oh, um, yeah. Team Fortress 2, uh, all of that. Awesome. How fun is it to make your own toys? It's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like, you know, picking up something that's, that you can squish or you can hold in your hands. It's, it's not the same as holding up a, a painting. No. You know, and going, okay, this is, yeah, I like this, but. Yeah, there's so many like great collector toys right now. I'm I'm 35 years old and I want to get back into buying all these toys, especially with my son now. I'm looking at toys and something I could have that. I, I want that. That looks actually pretty awesome. Right. Well, you know, our generation we we love toys. We do. <laughs> so, yeah. So although you know, I'm 36. I'll be 37 in a few months, and I just I have a big shelf out here in the in, in my studio. Um, that's just full of toys, a couple, a couple shelves up high or two that have lots of toys in it. And either ones I've worked on or, or friends have worked on or just stuff I like. Like it's got a shelf full of the Lego Lord of the Rings and Hobbits. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm going to have to do that. I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about it and I'm just going to jump right into it and just start buying a whole bunch of toys and my wife's going to look at me weird, but it's going to happen. Well, you know, and the kids, the, the kids will open up the cabinet and play with them and I just make them put it back and, uh, you know, some things are messed up, but it's all right. If you can't play with them, you know, why own it? That's what I think, too. Like, the, you, you see the stories. I don't know if you ever watched that show, Comic Book Men, on, I think it's on A&E or something. It's uh, Kevin Smith. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's really cool if you like comic books. And um, so it's basically just his comic book shop in New Jersey. And people bring things in and just try to sell them. And people, when they were kids, would leave just their toy in the box, you know, and just not oh, yeah. play with it. And I, it completely that kind of willpower baffles me it's i wish i had willpower even a portion of that like, i'm like as soon as i got it be like now nah, you're out i don't care if you're gonna be worth a bunch of money in the future i'm playing with you now well i think that's the whole lure of the the blind box you know how blind box is such a yeah. huge thing right now yeah you, you you buy a box you don't know which toy is in it the whole point is opening the box because that's the fun part you know once you got the toy it's like okay that's cool but but you know i mean it's like gambling for, for toy fanatics. <laughs> I guess it is, yeah. Like, okay, true. what am I going to get? Yeah. <laughs> and where do you, so your plush toys and everything, I was checking those out last night. Where do you get those made? 
Um, a crab coop is the one actually making them. So I, I design them. I, I do the turnarounds, uh, the, the front side back views and, and do the, uh, uh, approvals on them. And then they send it out to the factory. And I believe the factory is in China. Okay. Like oh, most plush. Yeah. Really? So everything goes to China, even like small. Yeah. And they've been looking for U.S. Uh, factories, but I mean, honestly, they're just, they're hard to find. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, it's like in the U.S., we just, we don't make that much stuff. We, we consume a lot, but we don't make a whole lot. No, no. It's just going away faster and faster. I, I know that's not completely true, but, but. I, you know, I looked, I looked for factories when I was producing, uh, when I was looking at doing toys too. And I just, I literally could not find, I, I found one company that said they would do something for me and I, I emailed them and then I just never heard back from them, even though I emailed again and again. Oh, so it's bad business. You know, I know I'll probably get some like hate mail for saying something like that, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is when, when you're, when you're trying to get something made and you just can't find someone to do it. Um, you didn't go to college for art, huh? You just you taught yourself how to paint. I'm mostly self-taught. I uh, I did do a year of Seattle at Seattle Central Community College, and that was um, a year of the design and illustration. So we did a little bit of a little bit of gouache, a little bit of just kind of graphic design. The computer thing was just kind of getting popular for doing design, mm-hmm. so kind of delved a little bit into that, but. Other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I mostly taught myself painting by painting miniatures. I painted a lot of Warhammer 40,000 and Fantasy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Tabletop war games, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, drawing a lot of people's characters and my characters. So, yeah, I mean, that's where, that's where most of that comes from. Yeah, and what's that um, fantasy artists being so amazing? What is that? Like, how, how are fantasy artists, like, some of the best technical artists out there? You know, it is it is pretty awesome. I, I've I've got some friends that do art for the, the Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons and all that, and they they are they're amazing artists. I I, I, I don't even know. It seems like there should be because I go to a bunch of galleries, museums. I never see a fancy art piece in any of those, but like it seems like they should be. They're so they're so good. They're so like the colors great, the techniques great. Like the, it's just they're they're uh, fun to look at, but they're not. I think appreciated by um, they say mainstream art collectors or critics. It's kind of it's a weird. I don't know. It's just weird to me. I, maybe just people they don't live up to certain standards of uh, intellectualism or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, part of the reason I think might be just because most. I would say probably like ninety eight percent of the fantasy artists out there they paint digitally, so there's no original per se. So, you know, you go to most galleries and it's like, okay, you know, they've got the original there. Um, digital art, there, there is no original. Yeah. Um, you can do, you can do limited run, you know, as your clay prints or whatever. But, um, so I, I, I can only guess that's, that's part of the reason. Yeah, you're right. So what was your process of, like, how did you teach yourself, uh, painting? Well, you know, I just, um, yeah, I never really thought about it. I, I just <laughs> kind of painted, and because I never, I, I never decided. Oh, you know, I think I'm going to try to be a, a professional painter. It was more like I'm going to paint stuff. So I, I painted stuff, and the more I painted, the the better I got. You know, if you look at my earlier stuff, even 
even five or six or seven years ago, there's a pretty big difference um, between the, I don't want to say quality, but detail. Um, and it was just every year I try to, I, I kind of try to pick one thing that I'm not very good at and I try to improve it. Okay. So a few years back, I'm like, okay, none of my paintings have backgrounds. I got to learn how to, how to paint. You know, I, you make fun of landscape paintings, painters and, and all that. But if you can't paint a landscape, then your picture's never going to look real or at least as good as it could. And so I spent a lot of time working on my backgrounds and those have improved a lot. And just kind of one thing at a time. Did you buy books to do this or was it online videos? No, I, did, I looked at, I looked at paintings and I looked at actual photos and went outside and looked at outside and, and tried to just do what I could to make it look more like that. Um, and then I also have some friends that are artists and we get together and we paint and we, we draw and we spend time together and you know, I get their advice and they help me out and they give me the tricks that, that they learned in college. You know, my, I was telling about my friend Mike, you know, he's, he's taught me a lot of things that he learned in, uh, in, in college about painting because he actually has a art degree. So, and you were, so you worked as a graphic designer for a little while, right? Yeah. For about 10 years. Okay. So for 10 years. So what was your transition like? How'd you, how'd you go from a uh, graphic designer to a uh, professional painter? Well, you know, I always did freelance on the side uh, while I was a designer. Um, and so I, I would do jobs like come up with, you know, a certain number of aliens or monsters or robots for a card game or whatever other, other project I was doing. Uh, and then after a while, I just, I was just sick of it. It didn't got kind of burnt out. And uh, I met my friend Mike, and he was painting, and it just it looked like so much fun. And I wanted to have that that kind of fun, you know, you have when you when you're a kid and you're drawing for no other reason than just to draw or to paint. Mm-hmm. And so I just started doing that on the side. And you know, before work, I'd, I'd get into work an hour or whatever early, or paint on my lunch or paint at night. And after a while, I had just built up a little bit of a of a stock of paintings, I guess. And my wife was like, Hey, you should really show these off. And it, that's, that's pretty much how it started. I did a, did a show, you know, hung, hung some pieces and had a, had a really good response from, from people and sold, sold some stuff. And so I just kept doing it. And it eventually got to the point where I just didn't have time anymore to, for the day job. That's excellent. Do you think you sell more online or is it through galleries? Um, I sell more in person at shows than I do anything else. Though originals, honestly, lately I, I probably sell more online just because if I post them online, then they then they usually sell pretty quickly. Um, if, if I take them to a show and don't post them online on purpose, just so I'll have it for the show, mm-hmm. you know, then it, then it'll probably sell at the show. Okay. All right. Yeah, and you actually. I, when I was going through uh, researching some of your work or whatever last night, I saw you have some. I actually bought the coloring books. I haven't I haven't received them yet, but you created some some coloring books for kids as well. Yeah, I kind of do those for fun. Yeah, for my kids. <laughs> that's a, that's a great idea. I was actually thinking about doing that, creating a coloring book for for my son. But uh, for to start off with, he's going to be coloring on your books. <laughs> 
And yeah, it's, a, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, a nice way, or I guess it's, a, it's an easy way to just get some, some fun art there. And a lot, of, a lot of people come to the shows and they just don't have any money. You know, they're, they're kids, you know, they've only got a few bucks. Uh, and they want to be able to buy something, but they can't afford, you know, a painting or even a print. And something for just a few dollars that they can pick up and take home with them and feel like, you know, I went to this place and I got something and I, I paid for it. It's, I, I think it's nice to have that. So yeah, I'm, I see on, uh, was a, uh, on like Facebook and so forth, you're, you're doing a sketch a day and you're up to like number 34. What started all that? Yeah, you know, I, I've seen other people do, Similar things like, uh, you know, sketch a day or sometimes there'll be a theme and usually it has a limit of 30 days, um, and they'll do it every single day. But I, I kind of felt like I wanted to be sketching more. And if there's some accountability, I'll actually probably do it. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, it was a couple of weeks into 2013 and I was like, ah, I'm just going to do this for 2013, see what happens try to just do it for the weekdays. Um, and honestly, usually what I do is my wife and I at, at nighttime, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll lay down, we'll go to watch a, a show, whatever show we're watching and I'll pull out my sketchbook and I'll just, I'll do my next day's sketch of the day at that evening and then post it in the morning. Okay. Cause they're, they're actually really good sketches. I mean, for one a day and like, what are the benefits that you found by doing something like this? Well, I, I think I'm actually getting quicker at it, but the biggest benefit for me is, you know, I used to jot down these sketches when they came to me in, in my sketchbook, and then when I went to paint a painting, I'd have to kind of tighten up the sketch and see what it, what I'm really what I'm really going to do with the painting. And with doing kind of a tighter sketch for the sketch of the day, I, it's like I'm skipping a step. I just go, okay, which one of these do I feel like painting today? Or what do I feel like, what, what painting do I, I feel like starting? And I just look through my sketch of the day ones and pick it, and it's already pretty tight. You know, I make a few changes here and there and uh, and start my painting. Yeah, that's really great. So the other thing I read on your website, too, I, I thought was really interesting. So every Thursday, are you still doing the open studio night for people to come in and, and create artwork with you guys? You know, it's not every Thursday, but usually... Most Thursdays when I'm not busy, I, uh, I I'm here and there's a there's a group of people here, and uh, yeah, we just sketch and we paint. And every once in a while, someone will email me and say, "Hey, can I come by this Thursday? You guys doing the thing?" And then yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of a neat uh, creative atmosphere. There's a ton of room, so I I started um, I started lessing, being a little less public about it. You know, I don't post it necessarily on Facebook as much anymore because uh, okay. otherwise it gets too crowded. But uh, someone emails me and they want to come check it out or they want to sketch or draw. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. What inspired that? That's a, that's a great idea. Well, I, I from home, so I don't have any coworkers, um, and I, I need that needed that interaction missed from when I was in a designer. I had my design room. I had my designers and. We were we were a team, and I was able to bounce ideas off of them. And it's it's just really nice to have that same dynamic, the same creative energy, and other people to to go, hey, am I crazy? You know, what do you think of this? <laughs> so I, I think it benefits everyone who who comes in that same way. Yeah, yeah, that, I think it, I thought it was a really great idea. I don't know if um, 
if I've seen that before on somebody's website. Um, so what, how's the, how is the art scene in Seattle? I've never been to Seattle. Seattle's yeah, pretty great. It's, um, people are, are very supportive of local artists. Um, we, we have a, Seattle is, is a big city and there's different sections of it. There's, there's Ballard, there's Pioneer Square, there, there's, uh, Greenwood and all these different areas in, in West Seattle, all these different areas in Seattle and they each have their own art block. Okay. So, I mean, literally every weekend of the month, you, you could go to one to two art walks and check out the local galleries, the, the, the local businesses that are supporting the art walk and having local artists hanging their, their art. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty neat. I, I live a little north of Seattle. Um, you live in and, the woods, right? I actually, yeah, I, I mean, there's not as much going on up here art wise, but, uh, I, I, I feel kind of bad. I felt I felt a little creepy because you put your address on on your website, and I did Google Map it, and I did one of those little. I feel a little creepy about that. I'm sorry, but I, I was like, I'm gonna check out where he lives. But you live in yeah, no, no. no. It's, it's like, do you mean like the Google satellite where you can actually see? Yeah, I saw your house. Looks. I saw your house. I saw the egg thing out front. Hey. No. <laughs> That'll be the next step. It'll be live, so you can see a live uh, video of what's going on at that location. But creepy. It is yeah. totally creepy. I felt creepy doing it, and I felt like I had to admit it, but I wanted... No, no. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to do it. Because I figured you invite people over to see your studio and everything, so, well, you know, I did a virtual tour. You know, if I, if I didn't want people to know my address, I wouldn't put it on there. Okay. But, right. uh, I mean, yeah, we, we are a little... It's not, like, really woodsy, but it's it's enough um, that we're able to have, like, chickens. You know, my, my wife... Uh, she, she's got her little her flock of chickens that she takes care of. It's down pretty low right now, but we're we're going to be doing a whole bunch more this this spring. How many chickens? Well, right now we've only got what like five or six. It varies depending on whether or not a coyote or a bobcat has snatched one <laughs> recently. But we had a good like twenty five or something near the end of last year. How much time had? During the day, do you actually put into like, creating artwork and, and do whatever you have to do for your for your business? Yeah, it depends on what what else is going on because I I, I work probably about ten ten ish hours a day, um, and not very much of that is painting. I, I, I think in a, in a given week, I probably spend one or two days painting. Um, and the rest is just all the rest of the crap that goes along with doing business. Wow. You know, whether it's taxes or ordering stuff or, you know, there's a little bit of social media and uh, filling orders. And there's just so many things that you don't even, you don't even think about that go into running a business. And it's, uh, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could paint all the time. I'm actually, I have two friends that come and help me out um, like on Tuesday nights they'll, they'll come over and, and help me take care of some of the some of the business stuff and, and prepping for shows and all that and that's, that's helping but even so I wish I got to just sit and paint that is disappointing that only hear you, you only get to paint two days a week and the rest is busy work that, you know, I, I, I could I, I could probably paint more than that it's just I can't focus if there's a lot of things kind of over hanging over me. So I, it's like I, I have to make sure everything's done before I can really relax and sit and paint. Mm-hmm. So. 
And you work mainly during the day or do you work at, at night? During the day, I, I, I start working usually around uh, probably 7.30 or 8. And I just keep going until around 5-ish and then I'll come out and, you know, help my wife do dinner and stuff. And then I'll do some sketching at night while we, while we watch a show. Yeah, I'll let, I know you have to get going here. So, and um, it, was, uh, it was nice talking to you, Gabe. It was good talking to you too. 